it's certainly a, a great pleasure for my partner Phil Proctor and I to appear before concerned consumers because we've been suffering from consumption ourselves for a long time, being asked to cough up more money for less goods. <laughs> I see someone over there, and the reason the reason we're wearing the plane into the performance tonight is that we're flying here from doing. <laughs> doing a gig at the uh, Louie Louie room in Hawaii and the uh, just as we left the ground something about his childhood I'm not sure what it is the president who was flying with us uh, asked that the plane slow down to 50 miles an hour in honor of the energy crisis and it was embarrassing to see our shadow being raced by trawlers and then yeah, all the way from Hawaii. Yeah, so three days to get from Hawaii to here. So the plane got smaller and our tempers got shorter, and we finally did uh, suffer a soft landing at LAX airport. I do what I like to do. Oh yeah, Phil wants to satisfy a childhood dream and blow up a plane. Sure his dream. He wants to blow up a plane. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, and now we're going to demonstrate for you the soft landing at LAX this morning. And nobody heard. That was really wonderful. Phil and I have Phil and I have certainly prime victims of the entertainment crisis that has swept this country for the last year. Nobody's laughing, and we tried to right that situation. The, we wrote the USIA, and they wrote us back and asked us to leave the country on tour. Yes. And so, being the hippies that we are, we left and started our tour in Morocco. We were able to fulfill some wonderful dreams there, like getting stoned in the streets. So how does Phil achieve that? He runs around the, the bazaar in Marrakesh yelling, Mohammed is a false prophet. Well, he stoned it. He certainly did, and he stoned us all the way to the Spanish border. It's the way they get their rocks off in, in Morocco. <laughs> there we were. Heavy. Heavy, heavy town. <laughs> Stranded as we were. Yeah. We picked up with the last Bob Hopeless tour that was out there in the uh, Far East. Far East, they yell out there. That was really great. Yeah, we started with uh, Bob Hopeless at the Bum Hump Air Force Base, excuse me. That's a really a, a nice place. We played to a fantastic audience of about 10,000 GIs. Yes, gook irregulars. Things have changed over there. And all of them got up in the middle of the night, put on their white pajamas, and came on down the ho, well it's white now, they're not oh, afraid right. of being seen. Um, came down the Ho 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 Chi Minh Trail, things have changed over there, and came to see Bob sing for the last time that great theme song. The Yanks are a memory. Oh, it's so, so great to hear it. And afterwards, one of them, a little, little guy named Loon Bin, uh, came up and said that it was the first time that they had, they had seen a big American fly in and bomb and look forward to it. <laughs> then we moved on to some wonderful towns, Tripney. Yeah, this is in this is in tie-dye land, which is right near uh, Vietware. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, we went to that border town. 
Oh yeah, ping pong fascism. <laughs> the one that bounced back between the north and the south during the war. Well, the war is over, so we were able to cross over into the rubber people's public of China. Uh, what an experience, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's just great. Yeah, we were booked there for a, uh, a short five-year engagement at uh, a fabulous new club. It's kind of a takeoff of the Playboy clubs, I guess. They call it the Peking Tom Room. That's right. And... Uh, Oh, oh yes, you heard of it. I know. It. The president went there, I believe. It Didn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we played there in this fabulous room. Uh, of course, you see, there are some differences, as you may know, between the, the Chinese and the American version of the Playboy Club. Uh, the girls are not dressed as rabbits there because, of course, you know, they're trying to control the population. And it's, uh, so uh, the girls are all dressed as ducks. Yes. <laughs> Mandarin ducks. Yep. Ten million of them pressed in one room. It's just incredible. <laughs> the Chinese, just like the Americans, are suffering an entertainment crisis. It's true. That's right. They, they uh, consume entertainment at a phenomenal rate. We perform for an audience, and an hour later, they'd be back for more. Right? Hungry, hungry, and yeah. their television is one of their they problems. They just eat it up. Yeah, the television, I explain to them why the well, television... It all looks alike. And the reason the Chinese television all looks alike, I know that sounds like like an old American uh, prejudice, but it's true. The reason is, is that our nighttime prime TV is daytime over there, you see. Yeah. So at night they watch soap operas and quiz shows. Yeah. And now, the biggest show quiz show there is... The Price is Rice. <laughs> now, it's an interesting quiz show in which a, uh, a peasant uh, uh, dresses up in a costume, uh, and the guy who uh, was picked for the show this time was dressed as Uncle Sam. And he, had, he was offered a bowl of rice. Uh, he could either uh, eat the bowl of rice himself and let the, uh, the communal village starve, or he could give the rice to the communal village and rise politically in the hierarchy. It's a very interesting show. Very low ratings. The, uh, one, one good commentary deserves another. <laughs> the Chinese have been very affected by the American influence there, and you'll find, for example, now that they are changing their name from the Rubber People's Republic of China to the uh, People's Republic of Plastic, because China is an old image. Break. No longer can drop us and break us. Break. And so there's a billion plastic people over there, ready to be 200 million plastic people here, and it's, it's going to be a real chance to get together. <laughs> we're, we're glad to be back, and of course, when we come back to the United States, we always try to re reorient ourselves. Well, in this case, since we come from China, we're trying to disorient ourselves. And I know it's confusing, but remember, you know, we've been on our heads for a long time. And, and, uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, snakes! Bozos are deflating their shoes over there. <laughs> oh. uh -huh. Hong Kong. That's one of those. That's that small town where you get all those cheap suits <laughs> right near China. <laughs> Tropicana Motel, and it's more like home, more like the road. And we well, get... I'm staying actually at the Hyatt Hitler House. That's true, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get the old Televisoru, and we can find out what's happening culturally. In this yeah, time. what we do is we come back and we uh, lie down on the Viber beds, you know, put in a Canadian quarter because it lasts longer, you know. <laughs> we're going to turn on the old television set, and we try to lock into the American culture and really find out what's happening. Well, here's a splendid set that we got uh, uh, when we got back to Los Angeles, it's a, $600. It's a Stony. It's a new Japanese version, and, and it's what you can get for 600 bucks nowadays. I bought it from a guy on Hollywood Boulevard called Rocky Rocamoto. And uh, he, guaranteed, yeah, he guaranteed the set for the life of the two. And here's, here's what I got. 
You want to uh, want to plug me in? Let's see what's happening here. Right now. Eyes, nose, not his neck, stomach, stomach, neck, stomach, stomach, neck, stomach, 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 sending those checks and money orders. And if you're too young to write a check or a money order, why don't you creep into your daddy's drawers? <laughs> and there, next to his gun and white balloons, <laughs> you'll find his wallet. Take out all the pictures of the dead presidents you can find <laughs> and send them to us here at the UCLA Department of Personal Electricity so that we can say thank you and return you to Channel 85, whose fine-tuned programming is already in progress. Andres, <laughs> that's what we believe in here at Channel 85. Hi. I hope you are. <laughs> I'm Fred Flam, director of watched and unwashed programming here at Channel 85, along with my co-owner, cooperator, and co-partner, Clark Cable. Well, you look uh, really great on the studio monitor. Red, all crisp, and green, and blue. Oh, thank you, Croc. Uh, Clark. <laughs> uh, why don't you uh, come on out of that uh, self-control room and expose yourself to all these fine people? <laughs> all right, I'll uh, just put the old board on uh, self-control, and I'll... Uh, be right out. Uh, he's coming out right now. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm the reproducer here at 85, and it's my job to keep things looking real, even if we are on tape. <laughs> are we? Well, gee, I don't know. We still make some more recent yeah, we still make more recent yeah, we still make more recent yeah, we Regret the charge you're getting for Channel 5, the best in UCLA's consumer-sponsored television. That's right. This is consumer-sponsored, so you're not going to have to pay for all these classy production values over and over again by listening to those long, endless, rude, boring commercials like click.